Once you look a little deeper and you start to dive in and see across the state, and you start to see that the Democrats and kind of the direction they're heading, it's all very purposeful and they want to run the show. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to bring a little local flair into Ooh, this. I like local flair. You know that. Now, funny story about the local flair. So on the Pod Bless page, I'm looking, just looking through our feed. Sure. You know, they always put these suggested pages, right? Oh. Well, apparently at one point I clicked on a horror movie because 90% of what I get is just horror movie related and I have to keep stopping them. But the other 10% is political stuff. Okay. And I have a guy named Warren Caps who was running for council in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Which isn't too far from here. Not too far. Uh, suburb, I guess you would call it, of Akron. Well, I see uh, on there that he's running for council. So I click on his thing and I'm looking through it and I'm like, man, this is our dude, right? This guy makes a lot of sense. Turns out not running for council. He ran for council Mm -hmm. back in 21, lost his race in a predominantly democratic city. So I sent him an email before I realized that he gets back to me and I realized he ran in 2021. Okay. I talked to him for a half hour on the phone. Yep. Absolute fire. Then you called me. Absolute fire, bro. This guy. Uh, yeah, you called me and you said, hey, we're doing a show. I appreciate what he's doing and for Cuyahoga Falls. I appreciate it, right? Because I feel the same way about my city. Sure. Love it. Bleed blue and gold for my city. I appreciate what he's doing. I think there's bigger things in the future for this guy. Okay. I'm just telling you. I had to tell him twice to just, just shut up because we're blowing the whole show. We're blowing the whole show. Without on me. This call. Without you, right. At one point, he's like, just hit record. <laughs> like, we were going to do it without you. <laughs> welcome welcome to the Jim and yeah. Warren show. Well, let's bring on your new co-host. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, let's bring him on. So, well, you know what? I'll let him introduce himself. Okay. Hey, Warren, are you there? Gentlemen, I am here. Warren Cap speaking. Welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. It looks like you guys are doing some yeoman's work. I appreciate the message you guys are getting out there. And uh, I know the level of awareness that people need to hear about that you guys are, are, are making that connection. And I appreciate it. Man, we appreciate that. All right. Well, I guess that's good enough for a show. <laughs> as, always, as always, we appreciate the support. <laughs> Shit, we're usually the hype men. We're going to have Warren follow us around and be our hype might man. as well do our new intro. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's got the voice. He's got a radio voice. Let suburban reviews begin. All right. Listen, we're going to have to talk off air. This guy might, he's probably going to be cheaper than Nick too. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's cost us a lot of money to do these voiceovers. So I see here you're a former Marine, worked in law enforcement. Well, you are a Marine. When were you in the Marines? I was in the Marines from 1986 to 1990. And then I got called back while I was in the police academy at Case Western Reserve to Desert Shield, Shock and Awe, Storm and Norman. Yeah, yeah. Storm and Norman, Bush running it. Remember that? Yeah. The planes have been sent and I got to experience that, you know, you're now back in the United States Marine Corps report to Camp Pendleton, California. And, you know, the planes have been sent and we're going to do some shock and awe with with an amazing leader, you know, General Schwarzkopf and, you know, things of those times. And they've changed, fellas. They've changed. And I know you guys can sense it. And uh, I'm just doing my part to rise up. So I'm waiting to talk. more. How bad do you want General Schwarzkopf back right now? Oh, very bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mark Milley's doing a great job. I'd probably even take his son right now. Like, even if he has a grandson that's like 17, (laughs) might even take him Uh, over what's in there right now. Exactly. What do you think Schwarzkopf would say with all this woke ideology in the military? He might punch somebody in the face. Oh, he would punch somebody in the face. You know what? It's just unimaginable. If if, if you've been in the foxhole or you've served with others and people that have sacrificed their lives, 
and you know, Jim, you're in law enforcement, you understand it, is that until it affects you or hits home and you see how we treat the people that protect our flag and our country and keep us safe and the things that 9-11 was real, gentlemen, 9-11 was real. The things from wokeness to the military generals and then from the leadership at federal level with you know, President Biden looking for people that are no longer living, it just and has a clear memory impairment. This is just unimaginable and it's it's heartbreaking because this is not the country we are. This doesn't promote our strength. No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. I mean, it is impossible to lead through strength when you have the weakest president that and, we've we've ever had. And the weakest cabinet ever. I mean, they're based on, it's based on numbers. It's based on ideology. It's not based on who's there to do. Oh God, don't get me started. We got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> sons of- yeah. Well, and that's the, it's the truth, right? Cause it, it reminds me of, I, I was new and asked to do this by a local judge last year, a year ago, January, and not really having any idea about politics. I obviously followed from a national level and then I would just from afar pay attention to what local politicians and then what they should have been doing. And during the Clinton administration, we started community policing. And so that was my first. And I got to take the auditor from the government around. So when we did the community policing time, because I was a go getter, I believed in targeted patrol and drug interdiction and, you know, all the different types of stuff that helped to keep us safe and send a message that we don't play around in these cities for our citizens. And uh, that's when my first experience with politics happened. And then as I went to run, I thought I truly had this in the bag, fellas. I mean, we campaigned hard. And my opponent, who is a second term council person, played at Notre Dame and he played for the Browns and would take pictures with people. But essentially, and I, with all due respect, I guess if I can say it, he does not much of anything. Nothing proactive and just kind of goes along. That's weird because there's not usually football players that get elected and don't do anything. (laughs) He was asked to fill the spot by our mayor, Mayor Don Walters, and just to continue to have that Democrat momentum and whatever they want to do. And then once you look a little deeper and you start to dive in and see across the state, and you start to see that the Democrats and kind of the direction they're heading, it's all very purposeful and they want to run the show and they want to take it in a direction that, well, clearly things are going off the rail. And Safety is one of them. And then our infrastructure and then, you know, storm sewer infrastructure and things that are real issues. And then ultimately, like people realize is how do the dollars get spent and then accountability and who gets questioned about what. And I thought I had it in the bag, but I got defeated handily, 1500 to 700 votes and having campaigned all over the city, thinking I'm ready to go to work, advocate, represent people, try to legislate and, and give support and provide good leadership and that wasn't what people were trying to hear. They were trying to hear at that time what this mayor was promoting, much like federally, and it continues to this day. So the problem with that is that they haven't been affected, right? I mean, they think, they hear what the mayor is saying, but they're refusing to open their eyes to what the real problems are. You can tell them, but they're saying, hey, look, my life has been okay here, right? And that's, that's one of the reasons we want to talk to you is because we always say on this show that, uh, the federal government has very little to do with your day-to-day quality of life. Now, sure, inflation's Agreed. out of control. I get it. The, the, the military is just an abysmal failure now. But your day-to-day life is controlled by your local governments, by your state governments. And I think the change that you start to make has to come at the local level. But doesn't his story sound a lot like our buddy Jonah Scholl's? 
Uh, well, it's funny because I looked at him on Facebook and mm -hmm. we have one mutual friend. You know who that is? Is it Jonah? Jonah Schultz. Oh. <laughs> so, but that, that's what I'm saying. This kid was pounding pavement, wearing out shoes, doing everything he could. Um, and, 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 he, and he talked to a lot of people and he went and his and his, and it changed the way they were doing all, all his district and all that. He was going jumping through all these hoops and he felt good. And then he was just devastated by the results. But the difference was the Trump backing of Max Miller. That was the difference for him. And, and it's interesting what you're saying. And through all my travels and the events I attended, Jonah had reached out to me. We just weren't able to get together, but it, it was seeing who you align yourself with. And I know Max has been working hard and Max came from the white house, the same from, and was endorsed by president Trump, same for Madison, just Jess, Jesse Otto Gilbert. And she's running for Congress currently in our district here. And we need her to sit by Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, and those guys to roll these Biden administration policies back and reverse course before our 401ks are totally gone. Jim, your pension is gone. Uh, we're, less safe than we used to be and courts aren't prosecuting criminals. It, I mean, where do you start? But you're exactly right. Locally, it's a mindset with people holding office that have those under them. It is leadership 101 and people uh, smile and a lie is like what I like to call it. And they're not affected. But we recently had within the last month, a carjacking right down by our city hall and the suspects were apprehended up in Maple Heights and they ran. But you know, when you talk to the people locally and the girl that was carjacked, is anybody going to ask her how forever her life is affected now and what they're doing to come up and bump your car, target and victimize a single or a female riding by herself? And these things are addressed with proactive policing and with a, 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 an aggressive message in the media to let people know that we are a law and order city, not that we'll come on over here and do what you want and we'll decide if we're going to do anything about it. And that's well, just not going to cut it. Right, right, right. And you know, Hey, we don't, we don't want to arrest too many black folks, right? We don't want to arrest too many Hispanic folks. We're just going to sit by whatever happens, happens. We'll take the reports. Everything will be okay. That's, and that's where we are. Everybody's afraid to offend anybody anymore at the expense of the safety of your citizens. Let's not miss the Go opportunity ahead. to turn this into a PSA. Because I caught what you said there. What they do is they bump into the back of your car with their piece of shit car. And then you do what you normally do is get out. Oh, are you okay? Throw your hands up like, what the hell? Well, no, no. Normal people. No, no, uh, I would. Okay. But, but normal, you know, peaceful, loving people get out and go, oh, are you okay? Oh, we're going to have to, you know, file a report and get the insurance information. And then they end up getting rolled. Yeah. You don't get robbed. And Dan, you're, Dan, you're exactly right. Because what you're talking about is you're talking about that section of society that's normal law-abiding citizens where I know that our chief of police here locally, we were patrolmen together. He and I used to routinely have talks about hypotheticals and his idea of even if you could go up and ask somebody for an identification, this is a true story. And I'm so happy to the first time to be able to share it with you guys. He and I stood as patrolmen and talked about on a midnight shift. If somebody with tools hanging out of the back clock were walking in a neighborhood at three o'clock in the morning, if he thought they could be me gone up and talk to. Whereas I had come from, I told you, Jim, West Shore Force Bureau, worked narcotics on the west side of Cleveland, was in the Marine Corps, had lots of training, came down here. And my mindset was that absolutely, because to me, that's the beginning of identifying someone or at least saying, hey, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Three Hell yeah. Seven, it's not normal. You got tools in your back pocket. Hmm, criminal tools. 
possibly. But his message was he's now chief of police that he didn't believe you had the right to even go up and talk. Hey, it's America, man. You're allowed to walk around with screwdrivers in the back in your back pocket three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's America. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, do what nah. you want, bro. Listen, I just want to, yeah. I just want to clear one thing up. There ain't no getting out of your car and being like, Oh, are you okay? Listen, from the time they bump your car, when you open that door, there's a gun in your face. You don't that's have it. a chance to even say a word, dude. They're walking up, that's they're it. pistol whipping you. They're pointing a gun at you, throwing you in the street and taking your car. I mean, there's no talk. There's no going to be, Oh, you know, <laughs> bullshit. So I got to prep the girls and get them ready to step out with their pistols. Yeah. Um, first exactly and then when, when they realized the guy that the, the guy that hit him was an 80 year old that couldn't hey, see okay then you just put holster that thing back yep. up and apologize sorry sir <laughs> i thought you were a scumbag well, you know i, I, <laughs> I mean, you were gonna you jack that, me dan? do you do that dan with the girls or what you do is you have good community relationships you put out a message to the to the public and then you also have a good training for your officers which once again going back to local issues jim and i know you can appreciate this i'm talking to our guys and None of the patrolmen have been to any kind of training seminars, gone down to Opata. None of them have gone. It's all it's all stuff in-house and it's all reactive. It's all waiting and just addressing. Oh, we had a and we had a murder uh, on Howell Avenue here where somebody got executed in a McDonald's. That was within the last 12 months. Also, we connect with Akron. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a lively area. And that's not what people when I first came to this area 40 years ago expect. They expect safety and but like you said, Jim, they they see one thing, they hear the spin, and then the way it's kind of regurgitated back to them is well, okay. They seem to understand that, but I'm telling them that's not the reality. Well, let's, Come right along. Listen, let's talk about. Well, so we have you here, and we want to talk about the local issues for sure. But we have a greater we have a greater agenda here, right? Because there was something somewhere along the line that set you off, that made you say, you know what, enough. I'm going to go take care of this problem. Nobody else is taking care of this. And we were talking about that, that the company out there, 30 seconds out, right? Nobody's coming. It's up to us. So at some point you said, ain't nobody coming to save us. It's up to me to save us. And you decided to run for city council. Now I want to talk about Cuyahoga Falls, but the greater message here is that if Warren Capps decides he's going to run and he's going to talk to people and your network, I'm looking at, at people you're networking with on Facebook and you've got a good network going. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and not only that, Jim, but but to build on that, and, and you had mentioned earlier, uh, Senator Christina Rogner, who is a state senator in Ohio that covers our district and lives in Hudson, I spoke to her while running for office. I mean, my idea of being an elected official was that you're serving the public and you're doing stuff and you're advocating and representing people. We had a World War II veteran here locally that there's a book written about him from the Battle of the Bulge. He lives within a mile and not recognized by our mayor. And you can just see the the level of respect has been lost on veterans. Well, I got with Senator Rogner and we got a proclamation from the state house, recognized this 80 some year, almost 90 year old man uh, who had a book written about him and got him the cobble flag or the flag flying over the state house the night that Kabul happened with the military veterans. And so we put a flag. And I had one of my guys with me. We dug a, a flagpole, put it up, and we had a little ceremony in front of his house in his yard to recognize. And I'm saying to myself, this, this is not right. We're not paying uh, homage or we're not recognizing the people that are true military heroes, but we're doing fluffy stuff locally by this mayor that 
he didn't serve in the military. He came from like the truck docks and he smiles with people and he made Front Street Mall nice and opened it up down here in the city. But there's 27 square miles. And like I remind him constantly is that what about the other areas with the other issues? There's 25 houses on Bath Road in Cuyahoga Falls that these people reached out to me within the last few weeks and they had met with the mayor and the fire chief. They have no running water. They get water trucked into cisterns and it's just a shame. This is the United States. This is the United States of America, the most powerful country in the world. And they got no water. And and these are the things I'm just a good old boy. These are the things that I, I, I mean, who's a D who's a R who's an independent. I mean, I don't care about any of that. What I cared about, but he does. And so you see that these people up here that are predominantly conservative or Republican up in my ward, that they didn't have the right letter behind their name and he doesn't live up here. Here's what I love. And so therefore they don't get the attention. But I took just doing the things that I have come to know how to do with my 56 years of living. Well, here, here's here's what I love. All right. Do what you love. And then I'll tell you what I hate. Well, okay. I don't. Oh, here we go, bitch. So here's what I love. I love that when we talk to you and we, we say that you lost the race, you're not a councilman, right? No, sir. You hold no position in that city, correct? No, sir. But listening to you talk, you are handling business. Passionate about it. Passionate. You're handling business. You're getting shit done. You're getting shit done for this, for this World War II vet. You're getting stuff done for these, these uh, 25 homes that don't have running water. And you are just citizen caps. Yep. People know that. And you know something I feel strongly about, gentlemen, is I tell people perception is reality. You're as important as you want to be. And there's nothing they can do about it because they know that I am a threat to their future. And, and there's so many things. We, we, we surrendered our dispatch center, and I worked months for going to this council of governments with Summit County, Akron, and I absolutely oppose it. So did our police department. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up. Do you remember, like, when <laughs> Do you remember when you were growing up and you're sitting in front of the TV on Saturday morning, right? Yep. And you're eating a whole box of cookie crisp um, and you're just, you're just eating it, right? And you're watching cartoons, right? <laughs> and then the superheroes come on, right? Yeah. Superman and Batman. And who do they always fight? Legion of Doom, right? That's who they fought. Yep. When he said the Council of Governments, that's exactly what I thought. I thought about like Batman and Superman, like we've got to do something. The yeah. Council of Governments is out of control again. The Council oh, yeah. of Governments. How can that possibly be a good thing? Oh, and our dispatch center was top notch. I mean, our dispatchers were so opposed and we met with information on so many issues regarding, but they're centralizing it and have the dollars and under that Democrat, you know, umbrella, they're just doing whatever they want. Well, they're doing it for money. They're doing it for money. They don't give a shit about the citizens. Don't give a shit about the citizens. They don't give a shit about the safety of the citizens. They would rather centralize this dispatch for people that don't know. Name the smallest street in Cuyahoga Falls that has maybe six houses on it isn't paved, right? They don't know that street. When somebody calls screaming and they say, I am on this street, I need help. They've got no idea. They got to go to the maps, right? (laughs) When you got somebody who needs help and they're in a car or they just got carjacked and they don't know where they are. And they're like, I'm, I'm right by the high school and I can see a Burger King. They don't know where you are. They have no idea. How many main streets are in every jurisdiction and with rotating dispatchers, which we've seen that main street in North Ridgeville is not main street in Cuyahoga Falls. Correct. And just the way it was set up, you see the confusion and then the potential, it almost seems trial and error with all these 
it, from the top level of democratic decision making federally to the local level, it's like, well, we can afford to have some losses or we can afford to take a chance. I mean, this is un, unacceptable. So Dan will hold a grudge. And then what happens is he holds a grudge and then he gets all shitty throughout the entire episode. Oh, By Dan. the end, then he's going to be all pissed off at me. So Dan, what Dan. do you hate? Let's talk about what I hate, Jim. <laughs> he knows I was looking at him like, Hey, <laughs> toss it over, bud. Okay. Cause listen, you gave us the numbers of how the last vote went when you didn't win. Right. But let's yes, talk sir. about the population of the city yeah. that was voting 51,000. Well, yeah, well, but you got to look at how many are in his ward. How many are well, in your ward? Still 51,000. Seven thousand some a percentage, right? Seven thousand voters at war. Yeah, in ward eight. But, but guys, I'm not the guy. I had to be. I had a team around me, believe it or not, for a city council race, and there were the political speaky, uh, most of younger people that telling me the data and the analysis of the numbers. And I think I know where you're going, Dan. Is you're exactly right that turnout, apathetic turnout, turnout. This is what gets Jim fired up. Dude, this is what we say every time. You know what? It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. China is not going to destroy this country. Russia is not going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy, Apathy. is worrying about somebody else to take care of your problem. This is not, we are, we are beyond the point. We are on the precipice right now. You are beyond the point of waiting for somebody else to come fix your problems. Every single person listening to this needs to step up and do something to save your state, to save your community, to save the federal government. And I, you know, and I announced, uh, so locally, locally in the party, as my time has gone on, I just realized that I have to get more involved. And so I got more involved with the Republican party in Summit County. And then they asked me to announce and Governor DeWine and his wife. And then also during J.D. Vance and and, uh, with that election for senator. And there was a big turnout. I mean, the people are rising. But I'm finding out locally, you're exactly right. Because people, I think they do take the smear literature. I think that they do. But they don't pay enough attention. And then all of a sudden when something's wrong, you realize that, well, I needed you to help me. I need you to stand up. I needed you to get to the voting booth so that I can advocate and I can passionately represent and make sure that I do remember that little street with five houses on it. And as a matter of fact, I remember your kids' names. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, the problem here, too, is that you've got these people that say, you know what, I'm not even going to bother coming out for a local election. I'm going to vote in the federal election. Well, that federal election, so much, Jim. it I does not so affect, that federal election is nothing. If you're not coming out and voting in these local elections and things that, these federal elections, they don't have anything to do with your school board, with your school board that's raising right. your kids, because that's what's happening now. Those schools are that's raising right. your kids because we've allowed it to happen for so long. And now, now, when we could have just headed it off, right, if we would have had the right people in there that actually cared about their communities and cared about the people they represent, they could have stopped that. But they didn't. And now we're where we are. And because we're and where we are, now we have a fight. And that fight is on the local level. And that is such an important point that you make, because my wife is a 20 year seventh grade math teacher and my daughter in law is a 10 year fourth grade teacher. And just from my experience, and, and I said, fellas, this is one of the things that I felt important. And don't ask me where I got it from. But just over the years, I said, so go the courts. So go the community. So go the city. Right. Is that each one like the schools are a hub, the court, it all is intertwined. And so one thing affected another. I always felt like it was important for the mayor 
to join hands with the superintendent of the schools and make sure that because they're providing services and the mindset, because believe me, in Cuyahoga Falls, oh, there's there's a new school being built. And what you're talking about with the wokeness and with all the the, the left leaning messages and the indoctrination and critical race theory and DEI. Yeah, no way. That is this crazy stuff that has no place in our school. So where'd your mayor come from? What'd your mayor do before he became mayor? He was a truck dock worker, I okay. believe, with Consolidated Freight, and right. then he became a city council person. Mm, see, now, this is what I've talked about, and I don't think I've talked about it since probably the second or third episode. But this is where local elections matter, because this is how it happens. You don't care yes, about sir. your councilman. So then now this guy gets in, right? What's, it, what's the mayor's name? Don? Don Walters. Don Walters. So now Don Walters gets in a council, right? So now you let him get in there, whatever ward you were, because you didn't care. You didn't care enough to look into him. You didn't care enough to look into his. Just show up that day and vote. Right. You didn't care. So now what Don Walters got while he was a councilman was name recognition. Mm -hmm. So now Don Walters became mayor. And he didn't become mayor because he was probably best qualified for the job. He became mayor because of name recognition, because people in that and a nice guy. And oh, he's and such a nice, a nice guy. guy. He walks around. And he, shook, he shook my hand. He talked to nice me at, at, at the restaurant. He's a nice guy. But you know where right. Don Walters goes from here? He goes to the state house. That's where Don no, Walters goes. I have goes. it for you. The talk is he's supposed to be going to. And I don't know how true this is, but he's supposed to be going to take an unexpired term for Eileen Spiro, the Summit County. Uh, the executive. Okay, so and now see, that's the patronage. That's the patronage partisan. But that's what partisan. I'm talking about, Warren. That's what I'm talking about. Once, he goes. Once you let it infest, he goes from council to mayor. Now he's going into Summit County government, and then he's in the state house. And once he's in the state house, he runs for Congress, and he says, "Hey, look, man, I was at the Ohio State House, and I did great things." And then everybody's like, "Well, shit! Absolutely. If he was in the state house, and what the hell? Let's put him in there." Now he's Congress. That's how it happens. It's apathy. It's apathy from not paying attention to what this guy is doing and voting strictly on name recognition. God, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> well, the other thing too, the other thing too, fellas. Hey Warren, let I me know. just tell you real quick that I am drinking my bourbon, American no bourbon, by the way, Buffalo trace Okay, out of an actual a 10 shell that was fired in Iraqi freedom. Wow. So yeah, I just want you to know that that's what I'm drinking. That's impactful. That's impactful. And you painted the picture. I appreciate that. Deal. Oh, that's, he, that's he didn't even paint the picture. Right. Tell them, tell them what's up with that shell. Uh, it, it, well, this shell is actually because they have the training rounds and the training rounds aren't depleted uranium. This is, it actually has on here. This is a depleted uranium round that was fired at a tank in Iraqi freedom. Yeah. I'm looking at the other six sitting wow. over there in the cylinder. They're all training he, rounds. And they're all training around. He's not drinking out of those. Nope. I'm drinking out of the depleted <laughs> uranium. I'm drinking now, out. Were of, either of you, I'm were drink, either of you in the military? I was in the army. 89 okay, to 93. Exactly. I was, but I did not end up in Desert Storm or Desert Shield. Now, looking back on it, I'm like, son of a bitch. You know where I ended up? Fort Meade, Maryland, okay. Garden, NSA. Oh, mm. gotcha. God, gotcha. I wish they just overran that place back then. We'd have been so much better well, off. The only, the only thing I wanted to tell you guys is if you ever wondered as outsiders looking in and you get to be a part of a political process like I did for a year and to see that really what makes the machine run is that, you know, that nice guy smile. I'm going to tell you right now, that got to be extremely vicious. And the part of that Democratic Party from Summit County, state of Ohio, is they put dollars out to make sure they target the opponents and make sure they smear them. 
what did Governor DeSantis say? They fear what they smear, what they fear. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about your run. Let's talk about what it was that made you decide to run. And let's, you okay. know what? Do people in Cuyahoga Falls right now, because I saw your post on Facebook, people in Cuyahoga Falls are going to want to hear this no censor bullshit, right? So yeah. let's talk about it, man. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So uh, what made you run? So you were sitting at home one day, no aspirations of running. What happened to make you that night go, tell your wife, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to run for council. Well, it was prompted by a local municipal judge, his daughter, who's an attorney and has an office in town. But it was Judge Kim Hoover that told his daughter to reach out to me just over the years. And I mean, we knew of each other. I had great respect, but I didn't understand the political history of who liked who, who was doing whatever. And whether within the Republican Party or Democrats or I mean, because it all takes on different different looks. Right. As things evolve. And when she said it, I just said, you know. I think I do have something to offer and I really do want to work and I want to advocate for people. I want to put the left with the right. I want to make sure that Cuyahoga Falls is leading the way and we're not being led around by like a Summit County party and Democrats telling us what to do, like in regionalization. And, and, and when you're just a regular that. person, you're sitting back, you're thinking that, well, look, everybody who's in there is in there because they won an election, right? I mean, that's right. what people think. Right. Oh, they won an election. Right. That's who the people wanted, but that right. ain't necessarily true. And and we found that out. There was 20 people in my garage. We had to get together ready to announce our victory. Oh, I and wish I would it, have been it was there. Yeah, well, well, and that's why that's why what's coming up this year, we have a decision to make about running for at-large and then approaching this for the second time. Because what we found out is that a lot of people, a lot of people had lost their initial run. And once the name recognition, like you talked about, Jim, and then people start paying attention and finding out that you can put verbs in your sentences and you do have a good plan and you are a strong leader and you are not afraid to rise up. Okay, let's do this. All right. I would like to just go on record here and say that Warren Caps is running for at large in Cuyahoga Falls. You heard it here first. Congratulations, Warren. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you and your campaign team. This yeah. is going to be fantastic. Well, let me add, I know, I know a, a councilwoman close to me. It don't pay shit. No, no, it oh. doesn't. It don't pay. You're shit. doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Dan. It's not about. I have a small business. I got. I I got my pension from police foreman after 17 years of medical disability. Okay, and I've had ankle surgeries, and so I'm gonna tell you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's not about that little bit of money. It, it, it's about doing what it is, and I know God gave me the. The, the, the skills to do for other people. You're either a leader and you guys know you either have leadership qualities or you don't. And you see, I mean, we're being led by a leader right now, you know, in our president that, that that's not leadership. You're talking I mean, about, that, you're talking that, about Ron Klain? Yeah. That, uh, dimension. Obama. Yeah, talking about, talking about you're talking about Obama. Yeah. You're talking about Susan Rice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah. no. I think he means Joe Burden. Oh, grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa Joe. Come get yeah. your grandpa. Get your yeah. grandpa. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean, and the things that people, the th and the other thing too that I always thought is the, in the, the historicalness and, and, and the, the, the honors of being in, in, in an office and how I was highly offended when he had the two, the prop with the Marines. And I, I reached oh, I out on Facebook to a couple of uh, drill instructor, retired Marines. And I said to them, what is that stance they're in? Cause there's an actual manual for Marine Corps drill, which Jim, you know, we take that stuff very, very seriously. And I said, those guys are being made to stand and being used as props. And, and you know, how that's just unacceptable. So he can come out there and look. I mean, it's just diminishing 
our credibility and it's it's just embarrassing and i don't think that people deserve to be and so i asked i'll ask shay is it can you help me with that can you help me with that just because trump was mean but help me with that individual and that that you voted for him what good has come of it It, it, so i think we talked about that off air i think we talked about that before we started recording so he's talking about our our resident liberal shay who we haven't heard from in a while we haven't heard from in a while you know what maybe we have shay call in and mm-hmm. we have Warren call in mm. and we have a little talk. Mm. We have a little talk. Now we keep it respectful. We always keep it respectful with Shay. We appreciate her calling in. Absolutely. But if you remember the Shay, uh, this was after Biden been in for how long? A year or yeah. so? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, things had already, the wheels had already started falling off. And we asked her if she would vote uh, for we Donald We just asked her if she was better off. Right. If you're better off. And I don't think she ever answered that. She, she kept blowing it off. And we asked her how she would vote. If she would vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden now, knowing what she knew today. And she said she would still vote for Joe Biden because Donald Trump was absolutely horrible. But they've got him so spun up that the red address or whatever the hell you want to call that, what he did when he did that with the Marines behind him, they think that it is such a necessity because they got to paint us in this corner and make us look like we're so bad that they they bought a hook, line, and sinker, and that's all... That's all they're going to talk about. That's how they believe. It's terrible. That's right. I think people have a responsibility. And now that I'm in my mid-50s, I'm I'm one of those ones that just thought, let the process. And like you had said earlier, Jim, there were a lot of people that said, well, I don't vote local. And I'm like, how can you not do that? From our traffic power outage last year when it was total darkness and a blackout because of electric our relationship with First Energy, and we had our own electric, we have our own electric company. But when you start to know the details and then the devil that is in those details, and we had unmanned major intersections where people were trying to traverse and navigate uh, four-way stops, which we know is law enforcement, Jim, right? Is people are at risk, their safety, and we didn't even have a backup or a mitigation plan, or I'm thinking to myself, I swear to God, I, I think it's 7%, I, I'm making that up, but I think it's 7% of the population that understands that you are supposed to treat a intersection with no power as a four-way stop. People roll through those things 45 miles an hour, just like, whatever, no light. It ain't red. No light, it ain't red light, I'm out. <laughs> Right through. And I saw that repeatedly, especially here. And I was absolutely shocked that it, their position was to do nothing as compared to do something. All right. So let me ask and you like this. A, let me ask you this because we talked about it. I already know the answer, but let me ask you this. So you're telling us what the problem is there, right? Yes. But are you just a typical politician who's going to tell me what the problem is? Are you a typical guys running saying, hey, look, here's the problem, but coming with no plausible solutions? Or did you have a no, solution no. for those intersections? Well, I had an idea, and, and my, my motto and belief has always been to think outside the box. And I talked to our local Republican, uh, who is the only Republican on our city council, and that was that why can't we take former military, former law enforcement? And his initial reaction was, we can't even get crossing guards. We can. And I said, that is such a difference. I said, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about emergency management mitigation technique to have guys volunteer and get out there with a vest, a whistle, a hat and train them a little bit to do traffic control. And I already asked just a little litmus test a couple of guys, and they said we would be glad to. Because you want to know the need for in the last, I want to say, 16 years that I know of, that we had like 8 to 12 hours of continual darkness with no working traffic lights? I can't remember time. So why can't we have a list like that just on standby? I will tell you this. Can get out. Once I retire, if my police department called me and said, hey, man, we got a big freaking thing happening here. We need your help, buddy. I'm rolling out. I'm grabbing my shit. I'm I like, hey, it. I got to go. 
I got to go. They need me, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, to direct traffic, which we did for hours and hours, and you know what I'm talking about, Jim, that we could lend training and we could be with another person that maybe was in the military or just the willingness, right, to sit there and show them how to help citizens. Because, and and of course, I didn't make it on the city council, but I had questions about the runs for the calls for service. And, you know, you know, the chiefs of police and chiefs of fire, they're handpicked by the mayor. So clearly they're going to say whatever it is that helps preserve their position uh, is that I want to know the calls for service and how many things related to that blackout uh, cause people to, you know, not have oxygen, you know, baby formula not being warmed up. Um, I mean, you see that going on in the devastation of Florida right now and how a Republican governor and how a true leader is is rocking and rolling. And you see that and he's not afraid to send uh, migrants and people crossing the border illegally to Martha's Vineyard. And I, I just love that type of oh, uh, approach. And DeSantis, you know, <laughs> your, your boy yes, DeSantis sent him right to uh, Kamala Harris's house. No, didn't he send him to Kamala Harris? I think oh, he had a plan Kamala to. Harris. I don't yes, think I don't think it went through. Best. Yeah. Well, he sent him to DeSantis definitely went to Kamala Harris's house. Abbott sent him to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. But, but I DeSantis, think I, no, I think the feds got a hold of that. DeSantis. The feds yeah. got a hold of that and, and grounded the plan. They're like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, we know where you're going. Uh-huh. DeSantis had buses pulling up in front of her house and it's like, all right, yeah. everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, because the point of it is let's forget about Texas. That's just that whole mindset. It, you know, we had a term for that. Don't F your buddy in the Marine Corps. And I mean, is that what we're doing? Blue so, Falcon? But th- yeah. that down in <laughs> Texas with Abbott, Abbott and DeSantis and, you know, all the all the things. Christy Nome. Yeah. I mean, we have the people. We have people in place who could change this country. Or, exactly. well, I shouldn't say in place. We have people that can change this country, but we have to get them in place. That's a good point. Right. Uh, so you've got guys like in New York, you've got Lee Zeldin running Zeldin, against Kath, yeah, Kathy it. Hochul, Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin and it, it, now this is going to be a tough race. I mean, if you think now Lee Zeldin makes a whole lot of sense, yeah. but if you think Lee Zeldin's yes, going to walk in here and just take, take this whole race in New York, you're crazy. Now, Kathy Hochul, if you remember, she got appointed um, after Cuomo's deal. Yeah. So she's not even elected, but she's liable to win this thing. But we've got people that can turn this country around, like Lee Zeldin. Mm-hmm. What was the guy in California? Uh, the black dude? Yeah. You know, he, he took on uh, Newsom. He took on Newsom in the recall. When he got recalled. Yep. And he lost. But we've got people in place, or we've got people ready to be in place, but we just have to elect them. You can't, right. you can't sit back. And, you know, one of the things we always point out in this is you conservatives out there, you conservatives in Cuyahoga Falls, you're listening to this and you're like, look, this is a democratic city. My vote doesn't matter. Your vote absolutely does matter. And when you sit at home and you don't vote, I don't care if it's one of you. I don't care if it's a hundred of you. I don't care if it's a thousand of you. If you don't it, vote, it, you it, are it, giving them the election legitimately. You're giving well, it to you know, them. The other thing too, right, is that I think that people like to pigeonhole you with a broad brush. In the, you're either Republican or, and like I like to tell people, it's like I support the unions. I was in the union. My wife was in the union. So I can be supportive of the union, but with a balance, right? I don't want to see abuses of unions and squandering money and, you know, just like what's happening, you know, in our state. And during actually, my campaigning with the state auditor with Keith Faber, I was like one of his fundraisers listening to, oh, $500 million went out the window on the uh, unemployment scams. And, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I'm running with all these state elites and listening to what's going on. And I'm saying, it, you know, it's, it's, it's computer IT, you know, infrastructure for uh, cybersecurity. And I'm thinking we in Ohio don't have those capabilities. 
we don't we're not ahead of that why don't we get silicon valley and get the best there is to offer and lure them here see that's always been my mindset too in little tiger falls why can't we team up with uh you know elon musk and see if we could be in this little city in the midwest and and and, and partner to do things in this part of the city for our electric grid or has anybody know, asked no i don't think anybody has right no, so what's the worst he's gonna say no but you right. know what? It's a no right now for sure if you're not asking. Yeah. And let me just exactly. clarify here because I did. I misspoke and I, I try so hard not to do this. I, I should not have said Republican. I should have said you conservatives out there, right? Because there are right. Democrats that are coming over to the conservative mindset. They're realizing that this Democratic policy is exactly. not working. So I, it should or, not be Republicans. Or it's messed up. Like or maybe it's, it's not working, but they're like, you know. When the when the lady with the giant boobs, the dude with the giant boobs is yeah, teaching my kids. The dude, right? Yeah, uh, it like, is a woodworking teacher. Yeah, you know, uh, did you see the thing on Facebook? It was like my woodworking teacher when I was in high school, and it was like some old cranky guy with a cigarette in his mouth and an apron on, right? Yeah, and it's like the woodworking teachers now, and it's this dude with big boobs. I, I'm just, yeah. When they start seeing that, doesn't it to take a step back and go, this this isn't me, right? I can't I can't hang right. With it's this. a bridge too far, right? <laughs> just right. a bridge. And, and, and- that's a great point. What you're saying is just like the boy that, you know, whatever, you know, stayed a transition and he became the swimmer. And, you know, it's just the unintended consequences, as I like to tell people. We have Blossom Music Center here in our neighborhoods. Well, I tell people that the unintended consequences of, of not realizing through the neighborhoods and cut through streets, those are what those are if we don't get with Live Nation and talk to them about the sensitivities of the community and the backups with the traffic and at least try to establish a partnership. But like I say, my message was stifled when people were just okay with basically the way the city was being led. And there's there's still... It's so easy to shit on the federal government, which is what we keep going back to, right? We keep going back to to these things that affect everybody. But let's get back to Cuyahoga Falls. Let's get back to how screwed up Cuyahoga Falls is right now, right? Because I'll tell you, my daughters go to college around there, and I've been to Cuyahoga Falls a lot. And I come through Cuyahoga Falls, and I'm like, man, that's a nice city because I don't know any better. I don't know any better. But tell me. Tell tell me why it's not. Tell me how it could be better. And, and the, the, the things that you don't see, the things that aren't apparent to your eye, that when we have a huge rainstorm and you see the antiquated infrastructure from the way that water is shed up in these areas and the way because it's all decision making between the engineers and the top level people downtown uh, from the mayor to his appoint, appointees. The same thing with the park and recs director. The mayor brought a lady that was the mayor of Stowe as a park and recs director over to our city. Now he'll say she was not, it's not a civil service appointment, but come on, man. It's the, it's, it's, it's political patronage. She came from a, a failed situation over in Stowe. She's our park and recs director. And when you see. Well, how's that, that going? Is uh, it going good for you? Is it working out well? You know what? <laughs> It's 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 really not because during my campaign, I went and saw up at our local park, the fountain was broke, that there was broken catch basins that I asked. We don't trim anymore when we cut the grass, when the guys from Park Recs, those highly coveted parks jobs. And then it was everything was it's COVID or we can't retain people. I mean, that's leadership. You you motivate, uplift, inspire and empower those people and they'll come Warren. I think you told me you lost. I think you said some people left your agency and went somewhere else. And I get it because people are going to go to where it is. They feel the best. Warren, how dare you? How dare you speak out against COVID? Say it like Greta. How dare you? Yeah. (laughs) How dare you speak out against COVID Warren? 
COVID, yeah. COVID is real. And these people, they're not hard to find good help. They're just quiet quitting because they're going to act their wage. <laughs> that's what they're doing these days. Exactly. Quiet quitting. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great comment. Dude, God dang this COVID thing. Uh, uh, I just refuse to, I, I know like you guys, I refuse to believe that. I have a little small construction company and my success has come from, I tell people I desperately listen. I remember what we talk about. And then I do what I say and I say what I'm going to do. But also with the young people I've and mostly male, uh, but the people I've been to young men and stuff that for years where I've coached and they've worked with me, it's the same thing. It's that, you know what? Leadership it's going to come back to us and we don't point fingers. We hold ourselves accountable and we're going to perform. Yes, there's going to be stuff that comes up, but it's going to be how you handle it and how you problem solve. Top three problems in Cuyahoga Falls, how you would fix them. Or at least how you would approach them. Hot seat here. Crime. All right. Let's uh, talk about crime. Uh, I would do more proactive policing. I would get with the media and put out information so the public was more aware of actually how things work. I would absolutely put out and be in huge support of criminal targeted patrols where officers who are trained and they target criminals and could differentiate between. And this is where people get mixed up is that we're not talking about going out and think a a traffic ticket for traffic enforcement. We're talking about directed criminal patrol. Akron used to have a unit called the SNUDS, which was the Street Narcotics Uniform Division. And you see the difference between locally, and this matters, right, is you see Akron over the Jalen Walken shooter that they actually shut down the 4th of July. Oh, my God. when When that happened, I told myself, and, you know, everybody imagines, and I said, what a mistake I thought that was, because now what you've done is you've lowered yourself down to just be beholding to the, the social justice warriors and the people locally. You've allowed them to call the shots. The inmates are running the asylum at that point. And that's what it is. Now, but why couldn't we have got with Candy Pathery, the Summit County Sheriff? She's a Democrat. I would have reached out to the Highway Patrol. I would reach out to the Sheriff's Department. I would reach out to whoever I could all throughout the area to come and post them throughout the city. And welcome people to come and enjoy our patriotic Fourth of July. Hell and yeah! Hell yeah! Instead, instead, it got shut down. You know the problem with your targeted patrol is that the way it's spun is that you're profiling, right? That's you the way what? it's spun. And I, I tell people on this on this show, you said it a number of I've, times. Uh, absolutely, the police departments absolutely profile. You know what? Profile is not a bad word. Now, racially profiling, horrible. Criminally profiling. And- absolutely different you and you don't expect people to know the distinctions and the differences right but and the years that we spent and i went through drug interdiction i went through so if people want to read and certainly anybody with law degrees and certainly anybody that understands the criminal justice system realizes that that word and what they talked about it was very specific and then it was tossed because it goes up to the united states supreme court and then, then pretextual stops and then having you just need officers trained to identify criminal activity and I, that is exactly what you're talking about. I think his name was Lieutenant Healy. That yeah, Bill Healy. He, yeah, uh, Bill Healy. He still runs uh, yeah. the state of Ohio, right? Yep. His he, comment was when he trained us, he said that the statistics and the data are factual and those things can be presented as in court to substantiate what you're doing. It's that what we've done is that now we're just surrendering. And, and I know that talking to the guys, and I said this earlier, Jim, was that I know our guys locally is that when the mindset and the orders come from upstairs as to what they want to see you doing is that they don't want them looking any further into anything. 
And like I said, once again, building on that crime situation, I had a tr- I had a stop with one of the top five paper crime criminals off of an accident where she didn't spell a name and using false identity. When I was on overtime right up in our city and driving with her was a murder suspect out of Akron. They just had an innocent accident. And had I not have looked a little further and Secret Service came in and put a holder on her, I got heroin, all this extra kind of stuff. Had I not have done, and they wrote a $300 check and robbed somebody in Jackson Township and had all their checks and everything in the van, had I not have looked a little further, then they would be on their way. They're but real there's, criminals. There are so them. many departments that are revenue based that only want you to write the ticket. Look, all we care about is a ticket. Just get us a ticket so that our mayor's court can go ahead and get the money, right? Absolutely. So, and you know what? I want to be clear here. I want to be clear here that. When I say that I would stop a carload of black guys, it's not because they're black, but it's because I think that car needs to be stopped. The problem is with policing today, guys are scared to stop minorities. They're scared to stop them that they will see somebody drive by them where the back, the hair on the back of their neck stands up. And let me tell you something, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. That's one thing, Dan, right? Mm -hmm. But the hair on the back of my neck stands up and I'm working. That's 29 years of experience telling me something's fucked up in this car and I need to fucking, I need to follow this car and I need to figure out why the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. But in this day and age, they go by and it's a carload of black guys and you just say, you know what? It ain't worth it. I'm not going to get the backing from my department. I'm I'm, not, and I'm not saying that's my department. Yes. Right. I'm saying that guys out there are saying, I'm not going to get the backing from my department. I don't want to be the next guy in the news. I'm just going to let them go. And that happens but more guys, than you think. How much do you love a position, right, from a mindset politically and how he backs up his department? Sheriff Grady Judd. Polk oh, County dude, Florida. that guy. Remember when they asked him, why'd you shoot that guy? Like, well, I don't remember what it was. Why'd you shoot him 57 times? He's like, because I didn't have 58 bullets. <laughs> right. And you know what? And people don't want to hear that until they're the person victimized or they're the ones that after defunding the police, that they're the ones calling. Oh, we need you now. That went quiet. That I went keep saying quiet. I want to get this tattoo and I've never gotten it, but I, I need to get it. So, you know, the quote, I'm sure that says citizens sleep peacefully in their beds at night because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. That That's is right. exactly it. These citizens want yeah. to live in a safe community. They want you to handle their business. They don't want to know how you do it. And once they That's find right. out how you do it, now you're going to be called on the carpet for the way you conducted business. Well, that's why it's on a need to know basis. And I told people many times throughout my lifetime and my career is that just like the movie, you can't handle the truth, nor should you want to know. Let us stand guard. Let us be the ones that are returning from war. Let us be the ones with PTSD. Let us be the ones who are seeing these horrific incidents and you sleep peacefully at night and just know that we are protecting you. We're keeping you safe and we're going to lead you. Now, my other points were the electric situation with our department all right hold on so let's let's summarize here so crime crime, let's summarize so we got crime and your idea for crime would be proactive policing more targeted patrols but the one thing you talked about that you didn't say here that we talked about before is how you want people to perceive cuyahoga falls right you're welcome to come in oh we we absolutely we welcome everyone to come in for our festivals we have a beautiful downtown mall we have a valley area we have the cuyahoga valley national park we have blossom music center so we have so many amenities we absolutely but we're law and order and we're not going to stay and that's just something i support my people and the people that work for me and they have i have their back 
And so when they do something, now clearly if somebody makes a mistake, that gets dealt with. However, we're not standing waiting to be assaulted or accosted. We're going to handle our business and then we're going to like a use of force continuum. We're going to take it by the numbers. And from there, we're going to react based on experience and training. And we're just not going to stand for that in this city. My I, man. I do have a request for concert goers to blossom. Let's let's not put the cops in the trees on the people on their way out. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It is, well, I can help you, fellas. I can help you. I was part of that. I was part of that. So, Shit, me, wait a minute. So we're getting breaking news here. Hold on. Do we have a breaking news? No, we don't. But, Dan, let me help you. Let me help you. I'm gonna start I mean, it's never happened to me, but I know people. This is exciting. Okay, but, but let me break it down for you. This thing kicks off and the people hear this part of it. So the boy that was coming home from school, much like you said, Jim, with your daughters coming home at night, it was probably about 930 at night. I think Aerosmith that year was at Blossom and he had both legs, multiple breaks where he got hit head on by these guys that were Jack Daniels drunk in their car and had all crashed right on Seals Corners. And this boy, we had to hold his legs together because he was just coming home innocently from school, night student. And so the reason for the open container details was because of having alcohol, people just willy-nilly, and the importance of the dangers of drinking in a vehicle. Now, what people have done is that we we totally went away from all that. And, you know, they said hiding in the trees. And there was somebody just sitting there spotting, and we pulled them over. So to the revenue standpoint, and that was never my point, right, Jim? But it was a point where if you have ever held a person crying, a 19-year-old kid with a head-on accident and, and putting him in, you know, compression bags, that his legs are broken multiple times. It's like, yeah, people, we need to we need to understand that, you know, drinking and driving and the statistics support that. The National Institute of statistics, yeah, that's a big deal. Well, but you just did you? You just shit on my joke. Did you? <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not too many people get hold to on, shit on hold my on, joke. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're always told that that we don't hold them to the question. So we're going to hold you to the question. Did Cuyahoga Falls ever put guys in trees watching mm-hmm. people? Never a tree that I knew of, but we just stood off, which people would have made it. All you had to do was stand off on the side of the road and just see right. people go by. Never and they didn't see you, so they're like, ah, oh, they must have been in the trees. They're yeah, spotting them, they're they're spotting them with glass. boots. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's the old it, West. It, it's the old West, and they have that one that one line where they pull it out <laughs> and look into it. It's like an old captain on a pirate ship. All right, land ahoy. I see a Bud Light and a uh, brown Chevy Cavalier. So once again, fellas, and, and just to just to give you a little bit of insight, when I was campaigning of all those nice farms that you see going down during Lollapalooza and hearing those poor residents that, yes, they live there. Those people have lived there a lot longer than Blossom has been in existence and hearing those people. OK, well, they have to live and, you know, kind of coexist with them. But when people are crapping in your yard and peeing and getting out and littering and I mean, it, it, it's a real problem. So it goes farther. And of course, we all know what alcohol does and how people get, you know, their judgments are, are not at what they should be. Don't you and, dare judge me. Uh, <laughs> hey. Talk about this podcast. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> not the bourbon drinkers. Oh, oh, oh yeah. the other, the cheap beer drinkers, you commies. It's the natty, it's the natty right. <laughs> oh, exactly. Just, just kidding. Just the PBR kidding. drinkers. Mm, yeah. So I would say number three, just so I get No, that. number two. We're, We're on crime. number two. So we did crime okay, number two. Utilities. Number two is utilities. 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 And just shoring that up. And then number three 
breaking away from Summit County Democrats and following their lead to lead us around in Summit County and pave our own way and then have them show them the way and have them join us instead of us being led around by them and regionalizing because we're going to be one of many in these masses in a county, which you're aware of, instead of having, you know, Kaiga Falls first, kind of like America first. And we always had that with our previous mayor, 28 years, uh, Republican Don Robar. So the utilities thing confuses me. You have your own electric company. Correct. How does that work in a city? uh, What's your population there? 51,000. 51,000. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, Hudson does as well. They're a municipal utility. And I'm still learning on this, fellas. Like I say, I just mm-hmm. had someone recently yeah. call They're- me to tell me about a coal-fired plant that provides for the city of Kike Falls under a 50-some-year contract. When you said coal-fired plant, Dan's ago. eyes opened up more than they would if he drank Dan, a monster. <laughs> yeah. Dan heard that. Dan's, yeah. Dan's neck hairs went up. Yeah, he just perked uh, up. It's getting shut down in Illinois. And that's where we get our electric provided for our city and like i, I literally fellas i right. have to take like Tell a them. crash course and and write notes on but i'm learning what i'm saying is i'm learning because it the complexities and everything which joe public only listens to the first 30 seconds and then they start to just you know doze off is that i'm just amazed at where are we going to be because the epa mandates and the federal government shutting that plant down well there's a contract in place and then we have, which we got into agreement with First Energy, they provide our utility electric with their equipment. Well, when one line went down and they had an accident, it put out three quarters of our city. And that was that 12 hour debacle. All right. So Dan, no power. Dan is, I, I see the look. Dan wants to say a little something. And here, here comes some education, I guess. So Dan. So I'm ready to write, Dan. For those of you that don't know, slow. Dan just got laid off. Well, Dan, you tell him. I got severance out from a coal fired power plant in Avon Lake. In April. Okay. Okay. And that was a 627 megawatt power plant. And so if you want to know how it works, like we get a lot of our electricity from New York and the Niagara Falls area region. Uh, we're part of the PJM grid. So there is a little bit of Indiana, slight little bit of Illinois. Um, so I don't think there's ever going to be a way for the city to be like, okay, we're getting our power from this guy. Cause once you put the power on the grid, it just joins up all the rest of the power, just like a uh, solar, just like a windmill, just like anything. We got 2000 megawatts of, of nuclear power right up on the lake pushing South. Boom. So it's all mixed in together. So that's, it's a weird contract. I'm not sure how that really works, but you, everyone should have been more concerned about the one in Avon Lake that got shut down. Because it's, you know, you know, it's the backup to the whole entire system. The coal well, is the backup. Point, and to that point, Dan, right, is that look what we're going through and people are without power in Florida, which we're going to leave Wednesday night. So you have that, right? Mm-hmm. You look at just how the approach was with going away from uh, coal and talking about renewable energy and see how well that's working out. We just went cold turkey. And so you see with uh, uh, the decision making, but here locally, if you want to talk about locally, it's all in how it was negotiated, right? It's all in how a city, and as strong as they are. Now, this is another thing that I felt strongly about. You've got a law director appointed by the, the by the mayor, right? He appoints all his cabinet members and his people. Well, this mayor appointed a 30-year-old law director. <laughs> and that law director was negotiating with Menards when they were building. Same thing with what you're talking about, Dan, with these big multi-billion dollar companies like First Energy and I mean, how much experience. And so my point, once again, was that we or I thought they should and I definitely would have advocated for it is we need a lot 
three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars in retainer fee for the big boys like Jane Jones Day or those huge law firms that can combat and represent the city's interests. So we don't lose that contractual negotiation. You know, you spend three hundred thousand dollars on Jones Day. You make that back what tenfold? Easy. Right. I mean, when you have somebody who knows what they're doing, the money you spend, you got to spend money to make money, bro. Right. But you see the patronage. And and by the way, that law director, his name's Russ Balthus, he ran, he got appointed to city council. And under the last run with that whole team of Democrats that Mayor Walters had him, uh, he got reelected. And he's not even from here. People didn't know much about him, but you had that stamp of endorsement from the Democrats and for Walters and Summit County to just do what they want. All right. So, well, just, just, so, just so you know, just from the bank, your head, city government is so dirty. The, the high voltage line, the 345 KV line is the river of power. And every power plant that's, that's feeding that is the Creek that dumps into the river. I see. Yeah. And that's how it's always going to be. That's why when we had that real big power outage, uh, a bunch of those, uh, but, but a bunch of those creeks got dammed up. Started You're a talking big about the one back effect. in 2005? Was that 05? Something like that. 05, 04? Yeah. yeah the started, one that, that, that went from us basically to New York. Yeah. It started a cascade effect. Yeah. And they had to shed load because, you know, there was such a swing that they had to, you know, the power plants were tripping themselves off just to save the generators from getting just, back fed yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah, you have to realize that it, that 345K line is a river of electricity and everyone that's added once to it is a Once creek. again, and seeing the vulnerabilities, right? Mm-hmm. And I watch the news also in the experts, like you're talking about, Dan, which clearly you are, is that what happens when those grids are in danger or there's a terrorist threat? Oh, they're in danger. Happens. I mean, I think Dan will, Dan will agree to that, that right now they're in danger, right? Every, everyone that, I, everyone that, that I know in the power industry is today, right now, today, I was talking to one of them on the phone, installing a gas generator on the side of their house because they know what's going on. You know, the- Dude, that's a big statement. <laughs> it is. I, I'm not kidding. Well, is, listen, yeah. I don't even want to be dramatic. I'm serious. Listen, when you said that, I got butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. That's a big yeah. statement that people in the power industry are like, look, put a gas generator on because we ain't going to be able to do it. Got to. I mean, if when we talked about it last episode- <laughs> If you don't have a fireplace in your house, you know, what are you, what are you really doing? How are you really going to, you know, protect yourself this winter if we can't keep up? Because, well, if you because, remember when we talked about fireplaces, though, fireplaces, listen, there's a difference between, oh, God, we're getting off, but <laughs> there's a difference between fireplace and a, uh, a wood burner, yep. right? Fireplace sucks heat from the house, man. You might be warm in front of your fireplace, but your back room's cold as mm-hmm. shit, man. Mm-hmm. So, right. And, and, you know, and, and, and to build on that, and, and, and I'll get back on track with you guys. Is it same There you thing, go. You know, Bring us back. Bring us back. You're going to be the co-host Somebody now, just so you know. No, no, listen. Hey, they elected. <laughs> I felt like if they elected me, what about older people that, you know, might have had oxygen during a 12 or, or that had CPAP machines or that it, it's like nothing, nothing in a consideration as far as like, couldn't we set up like a, a, a there was a time where I'd heard they had the natatorium that's a city owned natatorium facility when the blackouts happening what about have like emergency management command post and set up over there none of that stuff was done we did all that training and emergency management and the latest wave of well you're seeing emergency management at its best in the state of florida why don't no 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 my friend you cannot compare what's happening in florida to the rest of the country because ron DeSantis is a fucking rock star 
right? Oh yeah. That you cannot compare well, what's happening. There that? is that's th- my message, Jim. Well, why no, can't we agreed. Copy that? Agreed. Emulate it. Agreed. But I'll tell you what. No way, no how does FEMA pull off what Ron DeSantis pulled off with this hurricane Agreed. response. No way. Agreed. We're hearing that power's back on in areas within a week that he has rolled in. However, Dan, not understanding the logistics of it, but that things are happening and, you know, that, that they have responded quickly and they've been prepared and his people have been ready. But once again, also, and I'll just one little sidebar here. Remember when the Memorial Day parade was happening during it was would been two years ago during COVID when it happened in our local city under this mayor chose to cancel Memorial Day. I told myself, oh. and you guys would find this interesting, just imagining that Warren Capps is a little Midwest mayor of Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio. I would have gone against the health department mandate coming down from the state of Ohio, and we would have had our parade, and we would have protected ourselves. And now seeing what a joke and what a what a laughable situation with packed baseball stadiums and how you know just convoluted everything was under Fauci is that we would have gone on with. Listen, listen to me. You can go to Walmart. Shop all you want. Home but you Depot. cannot come to this Memorial Day parade. You will get COVID. Don't go to church either. Nah, nah. Home Depot? COVID doesn't go there. Look, church? No. Nah, COVID Can't definitely. Be singing next to each other and praising the Jesus. <laughs> COVID, COVID hates God. I'm just telling you right now. Jeez. All right, listen. And, and I don't mean to make it about, but you know what? And now it's just like those things that are patriotic symbols of our freedom and people that gave their lives. And it's so important to a lot of people. We're being quieted. We're being stifled. And it's oh, just like you guys are talking about. I my appreciate man. you guys making, bringing make, bring about awareness. My man, listen, Facebook has put me on a 59 day ban. I cannot go live. My post I just saw now for 55 more days are going to get thrown to the bottom of the algorithm. I'm not going to get as much reach uh, because of a Hunter Biden meme I posted in 2021. They have now decided just before the election to come out and say, nah, you're no longer allowed to uh, go live or to post stuff. Good for you for not settling and good for the two of you for rising. No. Well, and and that's just it. A different way. That's just just it. The The time. Listen, I could sit back and go, okay, you know what? I'm going to take that meme down. Please let me back on. No, not doing that. Nor should you warn. Now, I guess that's where I was going with this. Why is the caps for council Facebook page still up? You lost. You know what? I left it up there for exactly the reason that you do what you do is I want to bring about awareness and I want them to continue to think about that. I have something to say. People follow me. And just because I did lose, obviously, my message resonates with people and they just have to decide if I do run again that, you know what? What do you mean? We already announced it. Bro, do you not listen to this podcast? Do you not listen maybe, to this? Podcast? Maybe you should listen back to it when it comes out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, listen, I want you to make the cutting room floor. No, 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 no. That's definitely Joseph. That's staying in. No, that's staying in. You just announced. Now, here's the oh, thing, though, man. is you, your council run. And when you make when you get elected to council, that's only that's a short term thing, man, because talking to you. <laughs> listen, bro, I got big plans. All right. We'll talk off air. <laughs> I got big plans for you. All right. And I, oh. I appreciate I appreciate. Appreciate that you love Cuyahoga Falls. Now, it's the same thing with Ron DeSantis, right? Everybody in the country is like, Ron DeSantis, please run for president. But Ron DeSantis is like, look, y'all, I love Florida. And Florida is like, hey, F you. We don't want him to be president. We want him to be our governor. 
So it's yeah, the same thing. Val Deming, we don't want Val Deming to be our, our governor of Florida. Exactly. And, well, and, and when you say our exactly governor, you live up yeah. here, but you own property you know down what? in Florida. You know what? That's exactly right. So we have a house down there. I do live up here, but I have a special you know, connection with down there and what the people are going through. And I make no bones about it, man. Ron DeSantis is my hero. And I've met, seen and listened to and been somewhat disappointed with you know, Governor DeWine and, you know, it's I don't want to just hear how passionately you fight for us when it's an election season. I want that stuff to be, you know, it's like suspend the gas tax, give the people some relief, you know, get out here and let and support law enforcement, back the police, you know, stand up against wokeism. I mean, instead of being afraid. Well, listen, man, you you posted our QR code on your Facebook page before you even made it onto our episode. And we've had guests. I'm not a tech guy, fellas, but I am all about joining with others to send a message that I believe wholeheartedly in. Yeah, but we've had guests on that was like, oh, I got you covered, man. Once the episode drops, we'll put you on the socials, and then they just ghost. So, I mean, just to see that, you know, telling everyone that's listening now, go back to uh, to Caps for Council on the Facebook page, check out the QR code, you know, and uh, just screenshot it. It'll bring you right to us. And you can and you can check out. The Listen, I'll tell you, it's caps caps for council on Facebook. Um, if you want to go to his uh, Facebook page, it's friendsofcaps.com, friendsofcaps.com. While he is not in council right now, I would follow this guy. I mean, this guy is going places. You can say what you want. I appreciate it. No, and don't don't, don't lose the fire, my man. Down. Don't let him get you down. Seriously, and don't lose the fire. The fact that I you are still that, here and you're still, you still got your page going. You're still saying, Hey, look, man, I ain't going anywhere, dude. That says a lot, right? You could easily say at this point, I tried, I lost whatever I'm done, but nah, nah, you know, there's a mission and you know, that mission yeah, hasn't been fulfilled yet. So yeah. There, and that's right, Jim, there's a greater good, just like you guys know. And what you started here is like, we were gifted with a certain amount of skill set, and guess what? We, we have to just come together and, and this is what's going to do it. So I appreciate you guys just as much. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One last thing before we break off here. Number three, because we went back to utilities, breaking away from the sum, from Summit County. I mean, you had already talked about it a little bit. Basically, what you want is Cuyahoga Falls to be Cuyahoga Falls. You don't want Cuyahoga what? Falls to be Summit County. Exactly. If it makes sense to partner with Summit County, fine. But not be led in all aspects by Summit County and through the executive's office. And believe me, that gets me targeted by the left and the Democrats, and they do not like me I mean, saying that stuff, If you're getting targeted, me. you're our guy. That's who we want, right? If you're not getting targeted, you know, there's that meme you're going around. You're not doing enough. Right. If there's that meme going around right now on Facebook, or it's always been going around, that says if you're not on at least three watch lists right now, what are you even doing, Right. Right. That's exactly right. If if you are not on three watch lists right now, I don't even want to be friends with you. Well, I'm not posting Hunter Biden memes because someone that takes care of the Pod Bless America Facebook page has to be responsible, Jim. Listen, <laughs> it's not my fault that Hunter Biden left his laptop at some some place and now it became public record. Not my fault. Now I post it and now Facebook's like, eh, bro, listen, a year ago you posted Hunter Biden in his underwear. That's an intimate moment. That's what they said. 
intimate moment. Fellas, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the, the November midterm elections. And what I'm hoping for is I'm hoping for an equal administration of justice. I'm hoping for <laughs> instead of the things that are going on and the way that, you know what, Warren, uh, we've been looking for me. We've been looking for that, though, since Hillary Clinton and Benghazi. I understand. That, before that, I mean, we've been looking every for that. time they got control back. We're finally going to do something this time. It's not just going to do all, like man. they do us. You know, we've been hearing that shit. I don't believe it. I mean, every time Q, you got that crazy ass Q. Oh, the reason the National Guard's here is because they're going to arrest everybody in the Democratic Party on January 6th or January 20th. I, <laughs> nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. It is a two tier justice system. Nothing well, is going to happen. You know that you have to be palatable and you watch. Like I heard him talk about polished. Uh, there was somebody, a consultant that was speaking on the news the other night about some politics. Oh, about Herschel Walker running in Georgia and about mm-hmm. yeah. and you're not you're not a polished ele- a politician. And well, I'm glad not to be. Man. And I want to stand up. That's my thing, like, man. That's what we need. Like That's my thing. That's what I always say. I would elect a mechanic right now over a politician. Right. I would elect a garbage man over a politician. I would, I would elect I, I would elect a high school senior over a politician. I'm done with it, man. Done with it. Well, look up the lieutenant governor in uh, North Carolina, Mark Robinson, and you'll see somebody that went from he testified at a school board hearing. And then look at that guy who's on fire. He's a conservative. He's a uh, African-American guy. My man. Lieutenant governor. North, North Carolina. Carolina. I'm looking to retire there. He must be the black face of white supremacy. Black <laughs> face of white supremacy. We had we had a buddy of mine, Dwayne Green. He was in here the other day. Uh, we had we had an episode. Um, With Kevin McGarry. Uh, yeah, Kevin McGarry, who started Every Black Life Matters, episode which 48. if you haven't looked at that, take a look at everyblacklifematters.com. And they are the conservative response to Black Lives Matter. They're what, they're what Black oh, okay. Lives Matter should have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like Dwayne said, man, I mean, any black guy who's going to step out and, and, and take the conservative view is immediately called an uncle Tom. And I'm sure that's exactly what's happened to the, the Lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Oh, it's same with Larry Elder. That's who you're trying to yes, think of. Yes. Larry Elder. God, my man. Yep. Yep. So uncle I'm Tom saying that, yeah. And you know what? I was in the military. So were you. And it's like, I don't, I don't see color. I'll stand with anyone. Just like Frederick, Douglas said, the abolitionist, is that if anybody wants to work, I don't care where your political aspirate, I just want to keep people safe. I want to make sure that we go back to, you know, we're not talking about indoctrination and I'm certainly not voting for anything that, you know, is talking about transgendering for little children and keep that stuff out of school. That's why we're falling behind and we're not keeping pace with China and education. This guy, I tell you what, all right, we got to wrap this up. Uh, so we're going to go, listen, we would love to have you back. I know. And let, we're going to talk about it when you come back Wednesday. Yes, hey, reach out to Shay and let's see if we can do something. Yeah, man. She don't want, no, none. she does. She does. Shay's all right. Shay will come got on here. Nothing to talk about. Shay will come on here. As we record this, you are heading out Wednesday to go and provide help down for the relief efforts down in Fort Myers area, down in Florida. Correct. Cool. Um, Correct. So we'd love to have you back. Talk about that. And uh, talk about whatever, man. I mean, I, uh, you're our people. I, I, and I, I look forward to doing it in person. I don't know if it really is around a fire or you guys. Are no, it's not. It's not. It's actually in some small office. You're going to be sorely disappointed, but you're going to be here with us. And the bourbon's like good. It. The bourbon's good. Or I, tequila listen, or whatever we, whatever I, we need. I, I'd love to just do it in person. All right. Get the, uh, Brother, you got it, man. When you get back, you get a hold of me and we will make sure we get you in here. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. Man, I tell you what. 
He's doing the Lord's work. Dude, this guy right here. You know what? I got goosebumps, man. You know these are my people. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew when you called me when you were excited just from talking to God. Me. And you know what? Anybody else that I would have I would have seen that, oh, the, the election was, his campaign was 2021. Eh, we're going to pass. But then I got on the phone with this guy and I'm like, holy shit. Yep. This is my brother from another mother, man. This is my best friend. And this is stuff people need to hear. Yeah, for sure. And Cuyahoga Falls, listen, if you are listening to this, you are missing an opportunity if you do not elect this guy to help you in your city. I'm telling you right now, your city, think about, especially the older folks, man, think about the greatness that you used to be. This is what brings you back. Or how about this? You better use them before you lose them. Yeah, for sure. To because a, I'll tell a, you to what, a higher cause. he is only going to stick around for Cuyahoga Falls and getting shit on for so long before he says, I can take my talents elsewhere, right? I could take my talents to the state house. I could take my talents to Congress. Because sounds, sounds like he's taking his talents to South Beach. Well, he might be taking his talents. You know what? If I was this guy, I'd be, I'd be working with Ron DeSantis. But seriously, yeah. I mean, this guy has the talk. He has the charisma. He has the ideas. This guy could take it wherever he wants to go. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to sit there in this Democratic-controlled city who refuses to open their eyes and refuses to understand what's happening in their city, to refuses to understand the... I mean, dare I say corruption that's happening in this mm -hmm. city, the mis mismanagement that's happening in this city, then you get what you get. Get yep. off the Democratic line, man. Realize that there's people out there that want to help this city. And it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. There's people out there that want this city to be better. And Warren Capps is one of those people. He doesn't care if you're a Democrat. He doesn't care if you're a Republican. You have to open your eyes. You have to show up to vote. And you have to vote your conscience, not what they're telling you to vote. When you're standing there at that ballot box and there's nobody with you, you have to have the fortitude to say, you know what? I know what's right. I will tell my family and friends I voted Democrat, but I know what's right. I'm going to vote for Warren Capps because I know he's going to make this community better. And then you go out and you tell your friends that you voted for whoever the Democrat was. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, yeah, you know what? Screw Warren Caps. But when you wake up the next day, you get to look yourself in the mirror and you get to know you did what was best for your community. That's right. All right. Dan, you got anything else? Hell yeah, I do. Oh, shit. It's what? a local show about Cuyahoga Falls and right around the corner was our man, Josh McTarian. Josh McTarian. Hell yeah, you do. Josh McTarian, badge number 45, Twinsburg PD. We had Holly McTarian on the show. She talked about the death of her husband, Josh McTarian. Uh, Josh was an old granddad drinker. Josh was executed by a monster on the street over a loud car stereo ticket. So we have a bottle of old granddad here. We have Josh McTarian's badge number 45 on the bottle, and we like to toast to Josh McTarian. So to Josh. Josh. To Josh McTarian. Y'all be good. As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. Pod Bless America.